Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for giving us an opportunity to turn to you, Lord, and that you've given us your words so that we're able to do everything that you command us, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for sending your son to die on the cross, Lord, so that we're able to be forgiven. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen, and amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. This morning, we are still discussing in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 12. So if you have not yet read through that section of scripture, I'd like to encourage you now to pause the episode and give yourself the time and opportunity to read that and, and join us in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right. And now, we are going to get into the Word. So, at this time, the floor is open for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So, there were two points that I wanted to mention. The first one was... Um, similar to a continuation of what we were discussing yesterday about choices, the Lord had reminded me of um, the fact that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Most of the times we like to say we are a body, we are a soul, and we have a spirit, which is backwards. That's not the way God created us, and that's not the way things are supposed to be done. And so God had also reminded me that he addressed the spirit because that was the eternal part. That's what would last when, when the person's time on earth is done. That's what was going to to be an eternity. And he didn't want it to be an everlasting corruption, which is why um, when Adam sinned, God drove him out of the garden so that he didn't eat the the, the other fruit. the the, the tree of life. Yes, and mm-hmm. live forever in a fallen state and set the cherubim so Adam could sneak back in and eat it later. Because... God didn't desire that. That's not what he created us for. We were supposed to have everlasting life, and that can only be found in him. So that's why we see God um, addressing our spirits. And he told me that it's important to understand that he is not condemning us. He is not accusing us. Mm-hmm. He is pointing out something that the adversary is trying to do in our lives and is, and is warning us and going, hey, listen up. This is what the adversary is trying to do. I'm telling you this so that you can overcome and you can come out triumphant, which is what he told Cain. Sin lies at the door and its desire is to have you. God could have gotten away with saying nothing. But then again, as you mentioned, Dad, that would be out of his character. Out of his character, out of his nature. But then also what you're bringing up is the proper order. Our God is a God of order, right? Yes. So spirit, soul, and body is his order. Right? His words are spirit and life. But then even about Jesus, who is the word, he says, a body you have prepared for me. So the spirit being who we are. Yes. We have a a soul. So mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. 
And then there's the body. So if we're saying that we are a body and we have a soul and a spirit, what is that doing besides putting it out of the proper order? It's saying that the body is the primary thing. Okay. And if the body is the primary thing, then that shows or may speak to the state of the individual speaking. What they're being led by. Because it says that the flesh is what? At enmity. At war with the things of the spirit. Yes. Okay. So, but it's showed there by the, the opposition. Isaiah talks about that, right? How when the Lord, I'll say it in this way. I'll give you a couple examples. When the Lord consecrated Aaron and his sons for service, the oil was poured from where to where? From their head. Okay. And all the way down essentially to the soles of their feet, right? It yes. dripped down. It dripped down, exactly. But in Isaiah... He talks about how those that were in opposition, it talks about the the exact opposite nature, right? Starting from the feet, going up to the head. For rebellious, stubborn, obstinate generations, right? Those that are in opposition to the Lord. Our God's a God of order. We have to come into alignment with His order. We can't just mash it all up in a ball and stick it in there and say, Lord, all right, we're good. You, Right? We're doing what you said, yes. Lord. Hmm. We have to come to him rightly, acknowledging who he is. And we have to do things in excellence. We want his best, right? Yes. I don't know uh, really of anyone that doesn't want the Lord's best in their lives. Even those that are in opposition. Yeah, they may not credit the Lord if, if they're in that much opposition, right? But they, I don't know of anyone seemingly wants bad things in their lives, that wants to live out a miserable life. Mm -hmm. I don't know of, of anyone. So we have to acknowledge the Lord, his order, but also the proper way to do things. And it's not, oh, okay, once you learn this process, we can just repeat the process forever, right? Where it's the growth and the maturity in that. But it's a starting place for us and for us to examine ourselves on who or what is leading us. Is it the Spirit, right? Yes. His Holy Spirit speaking to our spirit? Now, the Lord did always took care of everything, spirit, soul, and body, in that order. Because the Spirit is the deepest part of us, right? Yes. Okay. The Lord always took care of everything, but he took care of it in the proper order. Does that make sense? Yes. But then, um, also as you were speaking, I was reminded of, and we brought this up in the previous episode, I believe, Elisha dealing with his servant, right? He was being attacked, surrounded by an army because the Lord was revealing the plans of the army to Elisha. Right? So yes. their thought process was, let's go and kill this man. So that way we can conquer our enemies, right? Which their enemy happened to be Israel. So what happened? Elisha asked the Lord to open the eyes of his servant, 
Gehazi so he could see that there were more with them than there was in the Syrian army. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord asked, or Elisha asked the Lord to cause the Syrians to be blind. And Elisha led them to another city and then prayed that the Lord would open their eyes again. So they saw and the Lord delivered Elisha okay. and his servant. Okay. So uh, I want to, to bring that up because for us, for Christians, for believers, right? Yes. Elisha's servant, right, as, if you will, armor bearer or the person that tended to Elisha, right? Yes. Spent the most time with, had the most interaction with him, should have picked up, received the most instruction, right? Yes. Yes. But Elisha is addressing him for not being able to see. So in other words, he was just looking at things with his natural eyes not seeing things in the spiritual and right so there's there's that so i want to encourage us to not just see what our eyes see or judge by what our eyes see or our ears hear right but in that thing sight is addressed well in that story four times first with elisha's servant how he could not see or did not see and elisha praying that he receive spiritual sight Something that Elisha was already looking at. He was already seeing the armies around them, the Lord's protection, the Lord's hand, right? Guarding and protecting him. But then the enemy was only seeing things in the natural, right? Yes. So then, it's in a similar manner, as you brought up in the previous episode, or one of the previous episodes, just like with Paul here, Elisha asked that the Lord blind the enemies, right? Yes. Okay, so they were blinded for a time in the same same way, but he did not destroy them, right? He yes. led them to a place where they could have been destroyed, but then what was the result? When Elisha prayed for them to open their eyes, or yes. the fact that they weren't cut into ribbons by the army surrounding Elisha Both. the first time. Both. It shows the Lord wasn't there to destroy them, right? Going to the nature and character of our Lord, right? And his attributes on full display, because he could have, right? Mm-hmm. He will defend his people, Amen. his children, though, just like a, a parent should and would defend their own children. Amen. Um, but he is not malicious. Exactly. So there, that's one. But then two, where did Elisha lead them? Mary, I think. Okay. The capital of Israel at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Samaria. So to a place where they could have destroyed them. And the king asked, should I kill them? Should I, should I kill them? Uh, that's Second Kings chapter 6, verse um, 21, where the king of Israel saw Elisha with the people, and he asked Elisha if he was supposed to kill them. Um, exactly. And Elisha said no. Said no. That wasn't the will of the Lord. So what did he do instead? Feasted them. He prepared a feast for them. After asking for their eyes to be opened, right? Mm -hmm. And then he took care of them, blessed them, if you will, right? Yes. Honored them Mm -hmm. as a feast. But what was the end result? They stopped coming into the territory for raids. Okay, so peace, right? They lived in peace as a result. It wasn't seeking the destruction. It was providing the opportunity 
Because that's what our Lord does. He always provides us with opportunities. To change. Exactly. And to come into alignment with what he is doing. Mm-hmm. That's always been, I'll say, the Lord's MO, but his desire. Mm-hmm. We, for our part, must come into alignment with his plans and his purpose. We have that opportunity. But what do you think would have happened, especially after the enemy was blinded, if they had a, attempted to still attack Elisha? Then they would have been turned over for proper judgment. That would have been their end. Mm-hmm. Or if they hadn't have done it at that moment, but after they received sight and found out that they were well, literally surrounded by the enemy who they had been raiding and attacking that whole time. The same thing, right? Okay. But instead, and this was brought up in the previous episode, right? The Lord always provides this way of escape. For you to choose another course. Exactly. And not another course to commit the sin. No, another uh-huh. course to... To turn away. Amen. gives an opportunity for repentance. Amen. What mm-hmm. else? The second point that I wanted to bring up was um, the proconsul and how he was searching for the word of the Lord and he was willing to receive it and to hear it. Um, the the Bar-Jesus guy, the false prophet, was trying to keep the proconsul away from the faith is what the what the scripture tells us. Um, but then afterwards, after what happened to Elemis, it said that the proconsul, um, let's see, what did it say? Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. So even then, it wasn't just he believed because of the works he saw, but he also heard the word that Paul spoke and saw the works coupled with it. And now he's like, oh, this is what I needed the entire time. And he was quick and ready to accept it. Sometimes when the Lord comes to us, I've seen this in my own life. I haven't been ready to accept him. Like he'll say something. I'm like, yeah, sure, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that later. Or I'm not doing that. There's no reason for you to tell me that. And a few moments down the road, there was very good reason for him to tell me whatever it was that he told me. And the Lord was reminding me and admonishing me to pay attention. And when, and, and when he comes to me, instead of pushing him away and telling him, Shh, sh- Lord, I got this listen and actually listen not just trying to hear with my natural ears because my natural ears like to twist things and go well lord you're just picking at me now but my spiritual ears when they're in tune with the lord they see that he's trying to help me providing that way of escape and that wisdom so that i can overcome whatever temptation and whatever obstacle the adversary is trying to throw in my way so i would just like to encourage the listeners that that's an important part of being a child of god understanding the difference and being able to discern what he's doing and follow along with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Knowing and understanding that he is an absolutely good God, 100% good, 0% bad. And he wants literally his best for each one of us. Even the people who have not proclaimed or professed him, he still wants his best for them, which is why he's pursued and been so patient and taken so long to go, have another day, call, accept me, accept me, right? And he's saying, call upon the name of the Lord, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Lord is taking such Mm -hmm. great efforts because it's not his will that anyone should perish. He made hell for the devil and And, the fallen angels. And that's the the only persons or beings that he intended to go there. 
But he being the wise God, he does know and understand that there are people who will refuse him. There were people who, we are spirits, so we're spiritual beings, and that's what will be returned to the Father. Your soul is not going to disappear. Your mind is going to be full will present. If you're tormented in Mm -hmm. hell, you're going to know every bit and piece of it. Or if you're celebrating and basking in the light of the sun, right, because his light will light heaven, and in basking in the presence of the Godhead, you're going to be full with their knowing, and you're going to celebrate and rejoice and all of those things. But it wasn't God's intention that we would partake of hell. Mm-hmm. But we, you've talked about in a, a previous teaching that we are spirits. And when the Lord says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, right? Amen. How did he know us? Because we were spirit beings in heaven with him. And there were some people, some spiritual beings that decided to be a part of Satan's cohort. And they are in the earth making their choice to do just that today. <laughs> and there are some of us who made our decision to be a part of God's cohort. And we're making our decisions to do that today. There are some who sat on the fence and said, we'll just wait and see and find out who wins. And the Lord refers to them in Revelation as the ones that he calls lukewarm. And he will spew them out of their mouth. You got to make a choice. Mm-hmm. He will spew you out of his mouth because you're either for him or you're for the adversary. Right? Yes. yes. So. And, and I want to say this. You brought up a great point there, Layla, about how we hear things right mm-hmm. his word tells us be careful how you hear <laughs> right yes okay so if you're not sure if you thought you heard something but you're not sure exactly what was meant by it bring it before the lord ask him lord did i hear that correctly am i am i judging this rightly right because he knows what was actually meant and the thoughts and intentions of the heart and he knows especially what he meant when he spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Not how you interpreted the message or how many times does miscommunication happen on a daily basis on, on seemingly the simplest messages. Mm-hmm. And the miscommunication oh. wasn't on his part. But if you don't know that God is good and he called and he speaks to you, you think in light of your own thoughts, everything he says to you comes through a skew or a lens of you're mad at me, you're going to hurt me, you're going to do bad to me because you're not yet convinced or persuaded that he's a good God and he only does good things. And even when he comes to correct, it is never to destroy us or to break us because listen, if he wanted you to be off the planet, he is just and right and he could just speak the word, but he has not chosen that. Right. That's contrary to his way and his will. So, he has not chosen that through how many generations have right. gone through so this take earth? Take that out of your head. He's not coming to get rid of you. He would just speak the word and you'd be done for. He didn't have to do it. I mean, come on now, give him, <laughs> think about that and then go, okay, now that that's settled, what you got to say, Lord? Because if you're speaking to me, that's because you love me. Hallelujah. And if you love me, then that means you're going to correct me. And, and if you correct me, then that means you're going to draw me to yourself. Hallelujah. This is all good. It's all good for me. So say on, Lord. Speak on, I'm listening. Your servant hears you. Elisha was so calm and convinced, not because of what his natural or spiritual eyes saw, either one of them, but because he knew the character of his God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So he knew they were there. If he ever saw them with his own eyeballs or not, he knew, spiritual or natural eyeballs, he knew that his God's nature and character was to protect him. He knew that he was doing what was pleasing in his father's sight, and he had no reason to be concerned about an adversary arising because God had already proven his faithfulness. He knew his nature and his character. So when he said, Elisha, yes, Lord, <laughs> speak, your servant hears me. He's not going, Ooh, 
biting his fingernails, knees knocking. Why are you talking to me, Lord? Get away. So when God comes to you, listen from the perspective of this is your loving father coming to restore, coming to reward, coming to bless, coming to heal, coming to reconcile, coming to deliver, coming to save, coming to set free, coming to uh, proclaim his glory and his goodness to you. So please speak. I don't want you to be quiet, Lord. I need to hear everything you have to say because I know you're saying good. Even if it's get this in line, sweetheart. Thank you. Tell me now, Lord, don't wait till I stand before the white throne, white throne judgment and say, uh, this I have against you. And then it's too late for you. I'll tell you what now. Or whoever that. Hello. Right? Tell me now, Lord. Let me get it right. Amen. Amen. Let's get it right before the Lord. That's literally his desire. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give time an opportunity to do that. And we're going to pause there for today. Mm-hmm. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for everything, for the things that we miss normally, Lord. We just thank you for those now, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the chance to be a light in the darkness, Lord, and to show your glory in the earth, Lord, and to be your vessel, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the forgiveness that you have given us, Lord, that you have forgiven us and that we can forgive others, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.